Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Uh, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. I thank you so much for joining with me today on our podcast. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, as I've said several times in the past, I do uh, appreciate it when y'all pass the uh, information about this time together from share with each other. Uh, the word of mouth is how we find out about these type of things, how we join together, gathering around the Word of God. And you know, the Word of God is such an encouraging thing and such a strengthening thing. And it's hard sometimes. I mean, I understand because, uh, you know, we're busy with this and that. And that's one of the reasons we do this format to where we can grab eight or nine minutes to to sort of listen and reflect upon some things. But I tell you, just the moment when I click the record button right here, I look over and I've got a little thing scrolling, sort of a ticker type of thing that goes along with just the news of the day and what's happening up. It's actually a Twitter feed type of thing. And, you know, there's such evil in the world. There's a story just popped up that uh, a mom had killed her two daughters today. They were five and seven years old, and she planned them, planned that uh, those murders for at least two weeks. You know, there's such evil, and there's such a need for hope. There's such a need uh, for people to see that God really does exist, that God really does love, and that God really does care. And yet, when they look at the body of Christ as a whole, when they look at the church, they don't see a lot of um, what the Lord tells us we should be doing. What we've been looking at of late is a little phrase, one another, and you see it throughout the Scripture. And obviously, it's used in different ways in different contexts. Uh, the things I'm sort of uh, paying attention to at the very beginning here are the one another phrases related to the body of Christ and how we are to function together and how we're to live together. There's actually several others that we'll get to at some point in time probably that talk about how, well, they looked at one another and decided what to do and is talking about pagans or things like that. Today I want to go to Mark, the ninth chapter, and the phrase one another actually occurs in the last verse of it. But I want you to just hear the context. I want to read a lot of scripture today just where you hear the story. And that that be about the bulk of our time. So listen to this. This is Mark chapter 9, verse 38, I think. I'll start there. John said to him, and him's Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he was not following us. Well, that right there is funny in and of itself, right? This is just me talking now. You know, he's not with us, so he can't do these things, you know. They were so worried about their power and their position and their prestige and all this. What was Jesus' response? Well, verse 39. But Jesus said, Do not hinder him, for there is no one who will perform a miracle in my name and be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. And so what Jesus is saying, if they're speaking forth in my name, and they're speaking forth, and a miracle does come about. That miracle is coming about because Father sees what's going on. And in all likelihood, what Jesus is uh, communicating here is this person has faith and believes that I am who I say that I am. I may, they may not be part of our group right here, but they truly believe. Verse 40 says this, For he who is not against us is for us. <laughs> oh, well, we're very familiar with that verse, right? Well, now you know a little more of the context. Verse 41 says this, for whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because of your name as followers of Christ, truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be better for him if with a heavy millstone around his neck he had been cast 
into the sea. So uh, there's some problems going on here. Previously in this chapter right here, uh, a child had been brought to him that was uh, 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 possessed with a, a spirit. Uh, it was a deaf and dumb spirit, I believe. And so there were some things that were happening with the children here. And, you know, we've seen in other portions of Scripture where the disciples were very concerned. Okay, They were very concerned because the children were getting in the way. And Jesus said, what? No, allow these children to come. So here he's saying, you know, don't cause these little ones to stumble. Now, verse 43, if your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life crippled than having your two hands to go into hell into the unquenchable fire, verse 44, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Verse 45, if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than having your two feet to be cast into hell. So Jesus is using a little poetic type of device right here. He's speaking some things to them, and he's speaking in hyperbole. And hyperbole is a useful device. Because he says, it is better for you to enter into the life lame. It is better for you to enter life crippled. And well, what life is he talking about? Well, he says then to be cast into hell, that the unquenchable fire. He's talking about entering into the life of the kingdom. And he's not saying literally that, okay, if you've been a thief, then you need to cut your hand off. No, he's not saying that. What he's saying is we need to cut off these things. These are the things that are keeping us from entering into the life of the kingdom, <laughs> entering into the life of faith and life of belief, or the things that are causing us to stumble in that life. Get rid of them. And so if you're always having thoughts about this or that, if you're not tempted about, if you're tempted with this or tempted with that, then cut them off, okay? If you can't handle going into Walmart shopping without buying more than you should, then don't go in there and shop, okay? Shop somewhere else. Change some things. He continues, verse 47, if your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye. There you go. That's how we know that having two eyes to be cast into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Now the last two verses, listen to this. Verse 49, for everyone will be salted with fire. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is a preservative. <clears throat> salt is, uh, has medicinal purposes. Salt has a purifying purpose. <clears throat> okay, salt is extremely, extremely useful. And we're talking about sodium chloride here, uh, basic table salt. Uh, both the two elements that come together to make table salt are highly poisonous and highly destructive will kill you instantly. Yet when they're joined together, they're one of the best things we have. And he tells us, here's what he's saying. We, you're going to be salted with fire. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. You're going to have persecutions. You're going to have challenges. There's going to be things that come our way. Now, verse 50 says this, salt is good. But if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? So he's saying this, you know, salt that is not salty anymore is useless. You know, he continues, have salt in yourself and be at peace with one another. Well, there's the one another phrase that I was speaking of. Be at peace with one another. Realize that there's going to be times of trials, tribulations, everything that we just delineated. There's going to be hard, difficult times. Everyone will be salted with fire. But the salt is good. And have this salt in yourself. Allow this to happen. Okay, Don't resist. Don't sit there and say, Lord, Lord, what's happening? What's going on? But be at peace with one another. In other words, don't attack one another. Okay? 
Don't go at one another. We are called, we are instructed, we are commanded to be at peace with one another. I think the true body, the true organism of the body of Christ desires to do that. I absolutely know that those who are of the organization of the church that are not of the organism, in other words, they're members of the church and all that kind of stuff, but they're not truly saved, that they do not have the peace of the one another as a priority in their life. And that's the reason there's a lot of disruption. The tares can be disrupted. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So today, if you're truly, truly saved, if you've repented and confessed and called upon the name of the Lord, then be at peace with one another. If you're not truly saved and you're not sure, examine yourself. It says this in 2 Corinthians. Examine yourself to see if you be of the faith. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.